Hi, welcome to FASD Family Life, the podcast for families, by families, raising children and youth with fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Robbie Seal, FASD educator, advocate, and mom of four kids prenatally exposed to alcohol, three diagnosed with FASD. I know the struggle is real, and so is success. It's my hope that by sharing my experiences and my education with you, you will feel that you're not alone and that there's hope for you and your family with fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. In this episode, we're going to talk about real life. Real life as parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles, foster parents raising children who were prenatally exposed to alcohol, perhaps have experienced additional traumas and adverse childhood experiences in their lives and what that means in our lives. I'm so glad you're here with me. Well, today, this is going to be a rough, uncut version of the FASD Family Life podcast because it has been a crazy week, you all. Everything that was supposed to happen did not happen. So, you know, my laundry's not done. My kitchen counters are a mess. I don't know what that sticky stuff is on my kitchen table. You guys know. You guys know what it's like. And I just wanted to be real and raw with you just to say, hey, perfection doesn't live here, but success does. And there's been some really cool stuff happening. Um I got a cool phone call from my, uh, or a message from my son's teacher to say, Hey, Robbie, he really struggled on a science test this week. And would you guys do some extra homework with him? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, you guys know how rough homework is. And I, um, I said, we'll try, but I also said, would you give me a call? And we talked about it and we brainstormed and I asked her if she could give him, we'll, we'll try to do the studying at home, but would you give him an opportunity to demonstrate his learning in a different way? Maybe matching the vocabulary words to the multi-choices of definitions is confusing. Maybe his eyes can't track that. Maybe his brain can't sort that. I don't know. I'm not his teacher, but I wondered. And I asked her if she would give him an opportunity to try to demonstrate his knowledge in another way. She did, and he was successful. So those are accommodations for success. And I'm so grateful to Melanie Liu, the teacher at Academy King Edward, for being adaptable and flexible and trying to give my son and all her students the best chance they could possibly have at being successful. Thank you for collaborating with me. Um, As we're wrapping up the school year here in uh, the middle of June, we've got, I think, 10 more days or maybe less, maybe seven more days of school left till we can wrap up the school year. And let me tell you, we're all looking forward to that. What does it mean, though, to get ready for summer? That's hard. Our kids still need the structure, routine, support that they get all year long at school to get through the summer. And you and I can't do it all. We will burn out. I mean, I've done that. I've tried to pretend we have this nice, normal family life and just do summer vacation like I've always done with my other kids. It doesn't work. It's hard on them. It's hard on me. And by mid-July, I'm worn out. How about you guys? Do you feel that way too? Years ago, a social worker suggested that I put my kids in uh, day camps, summer day camps, like at the YMCA, uh, weekly programs for them. And I thought, how can I afford that? And and do they want that much structure? I mean, this was before I knew what I know now, right? We're talking, I don't know, 10 years ago, eight years ago. Well, I did when my kids were young and able to enroll them in day camps. And it was the best thing ever. I encourage you, if you can do that, use your respite money or fundraise with your families, ask grandma and grandpa to chip in. I don't know how you're going to do it, but try to do it. Register your kids for some day camps. Let them know that your kids have an organic brain injury and that some things are challenging for them, like following the rules or being impulsive. So they just need really close supervision. 
do what you can so that you can have a nice summer and your kids can have a great summer too. My kids were so successful at the YMCA. They got at the YMCA, they give all these colored little beads all week long to reinforce the good character traits that the kids have demonstrated. And, you know, my kids got ones for friendship, for generosity, for sharing, for philanthropy. Are you kidding me? Philanthropy, leadership. Those camps were so successful for my kids. I'm so grateful. Now we've aged out like many of your kids have. We've aged out. Last year, my girls, my twins were 16 years old, and I enrolled them in a program at the Goodwill Industries, which was a total godsend. I found it like the last day of school, and it was going to be starting very soon after that. But it was a Goodwill's Industries, and it was a learn-to-work program for individuals who have developmental disabilities. So my girls were there. There were some students there that had autism. There was other students that had other diagnosis. And it was an opportunity for them to learn to work, learn to interview, practice having interviews, take get some certificates under their belt that they could actually put on a resume, like a WIMIS like first aid, like pro serve, whatever the kids were interested, maybe, maybe a baking certificate, like whatever the kids were interested in working at the staff at the Goodwills industry here in Edmonton was utterly amazing. I have never felt so supported and understood. And my kids have understood anywhere, anywhere in the last 16 years, they were amazing. That was a really good thing for my kids this year. That was my 16 year olds. My who was my son who was 13 at the time, I enrolled him in sports camps because sports is his thing. That's his area of strength. And he needs to get all that out. So I enrolled him in soccer camps with the University of Alberta. I enrolled him in all kinds of camps through the University of Alberta. They had youth programs for him to be able to go into sports. And it was challenging at times because the the young adult camp leaders didn't really understand FASD. But if I could just take them aside and chat with them and go, hey, my son has uh, you know, some ADHD and some developmental disabilities, or like I always say, an organic brain injury, they're like, oh my God, then I could have their ear just enough to say, you know, if you look him in the eye and give him a very clear instruction, what you want him to do, he'll do it. If you tell him what you don't want him to do, he doesn't know what's next. So if we can work together, set him up for success, he'll do well and close supervision because you know, impulsivity, any idea is a good idea. So close supervision. Well, it was a great summer lots of day camps, lots of exercise. Great for him. Great for me. And you know what? We still liked each other at the end of the summer. So that's a win. That's success. Here we are, new summer. Uh, My schedule is a little fast and loose this summer, but the girls um, are taking some summer school. Just don't, don't stress out. They're just taking phys ed and calm over the summer as recommended by their school. And uh, it's going to be only four weeks and you know, we're done. August, I don't know what we're going to do yet, but We'll cross that bridge when we get there, like my dad always says. My son, I have enrolled in sports camps again, some through the University of Alberta, um, some through the city of Edmonton where I live, but enrolled not every single week, but, you know, I got to keep him busy, structured, supported, and supervised. And, you know, no 14-year-old wants to be supervised by his mama all the time. That's not a set, that's not a setup for success. So I am having enrolled in some other things. So that's my plan for the summer. My plan also for the summer is to take some time off for me. I've been going hard at this podcast since March 18th, 2021. Haven't taken any time off and I've been putting out, you know, lots of episodes, which I love to do. And you, you all know that. And thank you for joining me. We have like almost 30,000 downloads already. Thank you. And thank you for sharing the podcast with your friends, your family, your workers, your kids, maybe even thank you for sharing. Um, because as we know better, we can do better. And I'm learning and growing this month, this year. I've spoken to so many fabulous people who've taught me so much. People who have FASD have been my best teachers this year. 
And they have really, really reinforced what I thought to be true. And that is that the struggle is real. And so is success. It takes a while. It takes support, but it's amazing when you see it happen, you guys. And to all of those who have FASD who come to talk on the show and be vulnerable and be real, thank you, thank you, thank you. You teach us so much. Thank you to my good friend, Jaron Brown, who at the beginning of this, I didn't know. I was introduced to him by my friend, Natalie Vecchione, the podcaster and host of uh, FASD Hope. What a woman she is. And I'm so pleased to be able to call her my friend. She introduced me to Jared Brown, who so generously spends his time, gives me time every every month to be able to host him on the podcast and teach me and teach you more and more about the complexities of brain and the impact of prenatal exposure on the brain, what some of those behaviors look like, and maybe what are some of the supports we can put in place for our young people and ourselves. Remember that series we had about resiliency, caregiver stress. I mean, we talk about us too, because we're the change makers, you guys. We're the ones who make our kids put all the systems in place and the supports in place so that our kids can be successful. So thank you. Thank you to my friend, Jared Brown. And we're going to continue a really great series in the fall. And I look forward to that. As you all know, I was just at the FASD conference in uh, Moncton, New Brunswick um, last on June 8th. And what a fantastic time I had. And thank you to Dr. Jackie Pye, who was there, who gave two keynote addresses. I think it was three, actually. She was just phenomenal. She she has such a passion for the young people, adults who have fetal alcohol spectrum disorder and their families. And she gave us a really great teaching about um, a, a research that she did called Toward Healthy Outcomes. And it's amazing. And really, you know, it takes the shift from the deficits to what are the strengths? Not only what are the strengths, but who are you as a human? I really love that she said that. She said, we center, we all are humans and we're all, there's a, we're all developing as humans. We are all on this trajectory of developing, no matter our diagnosis. Now, whether we have a diagnosis or not. And so she says, how about if we center the individual as FASD in their humanity first? Who are you as a person first? What are your needs, your goals, your interests? What do you want your life to be? And from there, we look toward building success and we look toward building healthy outcomes. Beautiful. And you know, that, that just dovetailed beautifully with Elder Noel, I'm pardon me, Elder Noel, Elder Noel, I apologize, Elder Noel, who opened the conference with words of wisdom and a beautiful prayer, asking the ancestors to be with us and to help us learn and give us unity. And for all of us to remember the spirit of the child, that's what he said. The most impactful thing I heard him say is, you know, clinicians, parents, um, policymakers, you know, we have all these strategies. We have all these good intentions of where we want people to go, where we want them to be. Have we forgotten the spirit of the child? Who is this person? I don't know if he knew what Dr. Jackie Pye would follow up by saying with, we center the person in their humanity. That's that, that's what that conference was like, you guys. It was building on the same thing, the same thing, the same thing. Give people their humanity, their dignity, their purpose, their meaning. We all need purpose and meaning and belonging in life. That's where success comes from. That's where good mental health outcomes come from. What a conference. There was a Can FASD Claudette Bradshaw Award for Innovation was given at the end of the conference to an amazing, amazing organization in Northern Alberta. It's called the Lakeland FASD Center. Um, And they were given an award for their second floor program. 
What an interesting name, hey? But they have an, they have multiple FASD programs there at the center. And I have uh, a special guest, Meg Tucker, coming on the podcast with me be next week, I think, uh, to talk about the Lakeland Center. The Lakeland Center second floor program, was, which is a women's treatment center. Many of their population have FASD. And so they have fine-tuned and adjusted treatment so that these women can be successful. Isn't that amazing? We need that. So many treatment centers don't understand FASD at all. And so while their treatment can be effective for most people, it's not effective for all. My own daughter was prenatally exposed to alcohol, um, fell into addiction at 14, was living on the streets from the time she was 15 years old till she was 21. You guys catch that? 15 to 21. That's a freaking long time to be on the streets using everything and everything. She has been in recovery before for, I don't know, two, three years, slipped back in recovery again. On July 1st, we're going to be selling her, celebrating her one year of recovery, motherhood, and she's rocking it, you guys, with support. So she's rocking it. We do recover. Remember, let's center our people, all of our loved ones and their humanity first. And then what are their goals? What is it? What kind of life do they want to have? And then we can build on that. And yeah, we start when they're little and we go all the way along. Where's I going with this? It's been a crazy busy week. Last week, getting ready for the conference, flying there, being there. Alicia Munn and her family were my host. I stayed in Moncton for two nights at the conference. And then I drove with Alicia and her son, Joseph, who gave a rock star speech at this conference. He had us laughing, crying at the edge of our seats. Joseph Munn, 21 years old, has FASD. Man, he stole the show. He was amazing. Anyway, I spent the next uh, day and a half with Alicia. She toured me around um, the province. We went to um, Pearly Beach, I think it's called. Put my hand in the Atlantic Ocean. It was too frigging cold to go anymore. But we went into the Atlantic Ocean. I ate lobster for the first time on the, on the uh, east coast of Canada. Amazing. Thank you so much, Alicia. And her family had me in their home. We had pizza together. We hung out, had coffee on the deck in the morning. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. And it was when we meet other people who truly get this FASD thing, there's an instant affinity, a friendship, a family ship. And that's what Alicia and I had. And it was so wonderful. Thank you, Alicia, for all the work you do as the president of the Fredericton FASD support group. You are a networker extraordinaire. While I'm podcasting and while I'm running my family and running off to New Brunswick, um, I'm also working hard with some mentors who've come into our lives. I found some mentors to be in my kids' lives. That's from the McDaniel Youth Program here in Edmonton. And they are helping my girls transition from what it is to being a student to being in the outside world, be an adult. Girls are finishing 11th grade. We're working with mentors now. We're helping them complete their age application. I'm so grateful because that applying for age, this is... Uh, a short income for people who are handicapped. I don't have the title, right? But you know what I'm talking about. It was intimidating to me to fill out all these forms. Are you guys like that? Do you get intimidated? I put my head in the sand, man, for like a year. Cause I'm like, I don't know how to do this. I've got so much other stuff to do. How do I do this? Well, found these mentors. They're like, Hey, we can do that. We do this all the time. Thank you. Thank you for sharing the load. And that's exactly what you and I need to do as parents is find somebody. And I know it's hard, but find somebody who can share the load, even if it's filling out forms, right? Even it's cutting your grass. I don't know, whatever you need right now to get through the today. What a week it's been. I I got this amazing email that I want to share with you. Uh, let me, please bear with me as I find it. It was from a parent who just found the podcast. While I'm doing that, let me just tell you that I had the greatest time last night meeting with some 
FAC Parent Support Group in Hawaii last night. And just to meet them and say, hi, um, I know you're out there. Um, I know the struggle is real and so is success. And how are you all doing? And how can I help you? And we had such a great conversation with the, those parents. And I've had the same opportunity to do that with uh, parents support group out of the uh, FASD continuing the conversations in British Columbia, had the opportunity to do that with the Massachusetts support group and to meet with those families and to say, hi, how are you? Have you got any questions? And Massachusetts sent me this really cute t-shirt, FASD Mass. Thank you. Thank you. I work camping that next weekend. It was so awesome. Let me tell you too, that on uh, Tuesday, the FASD Family Life Community Group, so that's our own parent support group, met at 10 o'clock in the morning, Mountain Standard Time. And that's confusing. I mean, because we've got members from South Africa to to Norway, to Europe, to all over the US and Canada. So we're all messing around with time zones. And believe me, that's not my strength. Math is not my jam. And some other parents had troubles too. But we met at 10 o'clock in the morning, And also six o'clock, I gave families um, the option. And we're going to be doing that again on Tuesday, July 12th. So if you want to join, you need to be a member of the FASD Family Life community. And that's a $10 monthly subscription. Email me or message me if you want in. Um, I'm working on getting a website developed. So this will be a lot easier to manage for you and for me. But if you want to join the FASD Family Life community, just chit chat, meet up, have a coffee, brainstorm, tell funny stories, whatever. That's what it is. It's $10 monthly. It's 10 o'clock and six o'clock on Tuesday, July 12th, Mountain Standard Time. And if you want in, I'll send you a link. Okay. I found it. It's an email to fasdfamilylife at gmail.com. And you're welcome to email me too. Can I share this with you? You guys are going to really appreciate this. I got this on June 15th. It starts with, ah, I feel like saying thank you a thousand times. My name is Teresa and I live in Queensland, Australia. I have a gorgeous six-year-old son that we adopted at the age of one who was diagnosed with FASDs a year ago. I've started listening to your podcast, and although I feel overwhelmed with what lies ahead, I'm also challenged to keep leaning in. I need to learn. I feel validated and not alone, knowing that there is good information I can grab even with our crazy lifestyle. I've been doing so much wrong, knowing my boy has triggers, but not knowing what they are. I've been quick to get frustrated and punish rather than be empathetic and say, let's think about that. I'll be a better mom from now on. FYI, my husband and I are pastors of a Christian church here, and I resonated with you when you were sharing about your faith. Thank God you're here. You know what? I just, I share my story, you all, so that you feel encouraged, so you feel not alone. Um, And so I wrote to Teresa, hugs to you. Thank you so much for writing to me. I remember the days of trying so hard. And only having things go from bad to worse in a flash. It was so disheartening. And let's be honest, frustrating. I made things worse far too often. When I started putting the pieces together about the prenatal alcohol exposure, I searched for everything I could about it and FASD. Those were very difficult years, lonely and isolating. But once I understood that my children have a physical disability, that the challenging behaviors were actually symptoms of the damage caused by prenatal alcohol exposure, then I was able to make the paradigm shift. Today, my kids range in age from 30 to 14. Three have a diagnosis of FASD. Our lives are still full of plot twists, but my kids are healthy, supported, and have none of the secondary or tertiary characteristics associated with FASD. We have had 
We have had, but we don't today. I've gone through the storms, the drought, the desert, and the fire with my children. I know the struggle is real. And that's why I have a passion for helping families raising children with FASD thrive. And I said to her, if her husband and she would like to have a chat sometime, a video chat, I'd be happy to set up a video call with them. And uh, I'm in Canada and they're in Queensland. And so time zones and dates can be really tricky. But you know what? We've done it before. I've met with families who are in South Africa. I've chatted with people from Czechoslovakia, from Scotland, from Ireland, uh, all over Canada and the U.S., I mean, time zones are confounding, but we can make it work. So if you, you know, if you want to have a chat, I don't know everything. You guys know I don't know everything. I'm not the keeper of all the knowledge, but I've been maybe where you are, and I'm happy just to have a chat with you, encourage you. Maybe we can brainstorm some stuff together, or maybe you just feel not so alone. You know what? The other thing Dr. Jackie Pye said at the conference is, we are the village. It takes a village to raise a child. It takes an extraordinary village to raise a child with fetal alcohol spectrum disorder and trauma and associated challenges. We are the village. That's why I podcast. That's why I meet with families over video chat to talk and to encourage. That's why I come and meet you at your support groups because we are the village. I need you as much as you need me. We need each other. We are stronger together. Thank you for being with me today. Uh, I appreciate that you spent your time with me. Sorry for that lag, but I just wanted to find that email and share that with you. If you want to write to me, you're welcome to do so. FASDfamilylife at gmail.com. If you want to have a video chat, let's set it up. Please share the podcast with your friends, your family, other people who need to understand about fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. If you want to have me come to your support group and do some training, um, we can do a two-hour session, a four-hour session. We can figure it out. Let me know what it is you need. And I'll be there for you. Thank you for spending your time with me. I know it's precious. And until next week, remember, the struggle is real and so is success. I'll talk to you soon.